Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Forgiven Podcast. I am Pastor Logan and I am here with Pastor Mike. And how's everyone doing today? Hopefully well. I think everybody's doing well. And today we're going to be talking about miracles. Yeah. The idea of do miracles still happen? Yeah. And do they exist? And it's, it's a very important issue because it, there are a lot of people who have questions or there's a lot of people who have hurt over the whole idea of miracles and sometimes there's misunderstanding and sometimes there's things that that people will quote in the bible that we've taken out of context and, uh, and so we want to try and get to the bottom of it as best as we can absolutely yeah. so i think honestly the best place to start is to ask what constitutes a miracle what what is a miracle now for me uh for the process of what we'll be talking about today uh, we will probably be defining miracle as something uh, where God transcends natural laws. There's just things that naturally happen and somehow God intervenes and uh, he, will, he will transcend those natural laws. He will go outside of the box, so to speak, or something which defies rational explanation. It therefore must have been God, a higher power, that had somehow intervened in our lives. Now, uh, as we were talking before, we were talking about there's the miracle of childbirth. You know, when when you see when you see actually a child or any animal being born, it's just like wow, how how that whole process has happened and taken place, and it's just such a, a moving thing. Or other things in nature, you know, sunset. Something people say, well, that's just a miracle. Or you see the northern lights, or all those things, and and they are within the fact that that wow. And and even you, Logan, were saying. Hey, the fact that we are the perfect distance away from the sun and the perfect distance away from the moon. And, yeah. and if we were further away, the tides would, would crush us and kill us or we'd burn to death and all those things. Everything is set in place. And, and we, see, we see that as Christians is the fact that God has just intervened and does things perfectly. Absolutely. But there are moments and times where God, where God supersedes the natural laws that he has put into place. And he does that for a number of reasons. And so uh, if we want to define it that way, that probably would be the best way to to talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess the answer is yes. So uh, we conclude with these thoughts. No, maybe not. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and so the ultimate question was, is do miracles still happen? And I think, like we said, we have to define that or to understand, we have to understand what a miracle is. And so a miracle is something that God does outside of natural order. Yeah. Uh, And then. The, the thing with this topic is, is like, does do miracles still happen? It boils down to a lot of really deep um, theological and almost ethical questions sort of about who and what God is and does in the world. Because I think, and I, I know I've had this conversation with God a lot of the time where all, you know, we kind of grew up poor and stuff like that. So then I was going to church and I see my mom struggling to, you know, pay bills and, and all this stuff. And I'd be praying to, for a miracle. I'd be praying for something to happen. Nothing happens. But then I'll see, you know, some person who's maybe not even a Christian, doesn't go to church, doesn't do anything, and they'll get healed. And then I'm sitting there like, what the heck, God? I'm honoring you. I'm doing these things. I'm doing everything right, air quotes, and yeah. you're not moving. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the people listening have probably had that conversation and it sucks. It's it's hard to be in that situation because we know God does good things all the time for us. Yeah. Or you have a person who is who is uh, ninety three years old gets healed of of deafness, and then someone, a young mother who has four kids, dies of cancer. Yeah. And you're left answering some of these questions. It really, really, the question behind: Do you believe in the miraculous? 
there is it is it is leveled off by the thought of you know how could a good god allow bad things to happen the the issue of pain the issue of of evil and yeah. all those things are kind of tied in with with this topic and so you know the the question i began to ask myself as i knew we were going to be giving this topic is why is it that i believe in miracles what are some of the things what are some of the foundational truths and beliefs in my heart of hearts that caused me to to believe this and and many of those who are listening you're evangelical or you have been a christian your whole life these are kind of second nature but there are a lot of people who are really honestly asking questions at this time and maybe they don't know you know certain things in the bible or have not experienced yeah god going in that way i think one of the first ways that i believe that there are miracles is because the bible is filled with miracles. Filled There's with stories and times where God has intervened. Uh, now, I think that there is, if you take a look at each one individual, there are reasons why God did the miracles. And there were times and seasons where I think you would see that there were more miracles and that, that God was trying to do something. He was showing something. When Jesus performs the miracles that he does, uh, that it was basically trying to show that Jesus was the Son of God. And so there were purpose behind those miracles, but yet at the same time, there is the Bible talks about people who have actually been given the spiritual gift of healings and miracles yes. and and things like that. So it goes kind of beyond the fact that while it was only for that time, because because you know Jesus was trying to show it and miracles happened as a result. But if you take a look at the repercussions of Scripture as as he talks about the church and what's going on, there are miracles which are taking place. Yes. So and plus history throughout history we've seen the miraculous and. It's also the idea that um, the covenant, like our covenant with God changed when Jesus died, right? Like when Jesus died and resurrected, our covenant with God changed. It shifted. It became, instead of being an external thing, it became an internal thing, right? The Holy Spirit now lives within us. Yeah. It, and that means the Holy Spirit is the envoy in which we communicate yeah. and everything with God. So that means like... We have that power to do those things. Yeah, and and Jesus, it was actually mentioned in one of the gospels that you know you'll be doing these things in greater. Yes. So that is a that is almost an open invitation to the fact that it was a continuing. Yeah. When Jesus died and the, the apostle apostolic ministry started with the apostles, uh, starting a lot of miracles took place. It was there was two particular instances in scripture in the book of Acts that really really kind of said, wow, there must have been something taking place yeah. where it talked about the fact that I can't remember whether it was Paul or Peter, one of their shadows would go over people and they might get healed. And, Peter. and then with Paul, it was like sometimes he would just kind of give some type of handkerchief or something like that. And and like really, really intense stuff that that you were kind of dealing with. And and I know that the argument could be made, well, that was just as the New Testament was, was starting. But I don't think that the church is any less in need of miracles than they were yeah. when they, they first launched themselves. If anything, the argument can be made and we need more. And I'll just say this, and a number of sociological uh, studies have been made. That the reason that the church catapulted ahead so much in the first 400 years was not because of the miraculous, even though there were a number of miracles that happened. It had to do with people just living out their faith in yeah. a time where the world was just a terrible place. Yep. And it was different. It was just. It was just so different. The if you look through history, the the Roman the Roman people basically were calling Christians atheists because their view of God was so, so radically radical. different. Yeah. Now today, it's because Christianity is so prevalent and and is in so much our part of our culture, we see it as second nature. But when Christianity first started, that wasn't the case. Nope. So, and 
it's like miracles often, like you said, serve as a direct result of something happening in somebody's life, in culture, in whatever. It, they serve, they don't just serve a purpose for that person, they serve a purpose for the community around them. I think that's like a, I think that's something too that's notable. I mean, there are personal miracles that happen all the time. But when we look at like some of even the miracles or things that I've seen, it's not just for me. It's for the people around me. It's to show God moving and working and in the lives of like others. Yeah. Which is like really important when we talk about like, you know, revival, right? Revival, I wouldn't say is, is a miracle, but it follows the same, excuse me, the same sort of guidelines and that like it serves a greater purpose than just healing that person or just you know, providing that person with their need, but it, it goes to show to the people around them. It, it, it's a, it's a testament thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's kind of an interesting topic when you talk about, uh, about revival, because then you would have to define what exactly is revival and yeah, take which, a look at those things. And we did, and we did that. And, and I only bring up the revival part just to say that, you know, we, we had said that revival constitutes like a change in culture. And so I think, I think miracles are, a change in like a community. You know, it's it's not God just moving in that one person's life. That's great, but it's giving that person an opportunity to show how good God is. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll just say this to those people who are listening. I don't think I will be able to completely satisfy uh some of the questions that you have. And there are certain times as a pastor over the last, you know, a number of decades, there are, there are things that have always puzzled me. And I just had to leave that to the fact that I know that God knows what he's doing. I had I had a friend, and uh, when I was first a Christian, the very first exposure I had to anything having to do with miraculousness was when a close friend of mine had gotten a, in a motorcycle accident um, with a relative of his. It was kind of terrible in that respect but they took him to the hospital and they had to take him to the larger city hospital because the damage was so extensive and they they took they took original x-rays and they said well his his neck seems to be broken in you know two places maybe three and and his jaw needs to be wired shut and all these things and they weren't too sure and and i remember at the time a number of people the elders of the church or the the board members of the church went and anointed him with oil and they prayed over him and just prayed that God would move. And I remember praying because I was just a young, young Christian at the time. And so the, the doctors, the surgeons or whatever got themselves set. And they said, let's take, let's take these uh, newer set of x-rays from a different angle. And they looked and there was no broken bones in his neck at all. And he was out of the hospital after a week or two when he could have been, he could have been absolutely, you know, paralyzed for life and stuff. And that was just a miracle. Huh? Had, a, had another friend, and he had, came from a, a really, really good family and uh, and was just really super nice guy, really loved Jesus with all of his heart. And he had a tumor uh, that um, he had been there for so long that, that when we saw him, his, his job was kind of tilted to the side. Well, we found out later it was because this tumor had kind of been in him for such a long time. And I remember a number of people praying, hundreds, hundreds of people continually praying, and he passed away. You know, and sometimes you're saying, I don't understand why God does some things and why he doesn't do others, and you're, you're, you're left with that. Um, and so I believe in miracles, but at the same time, 
I'm not God, and I don't know why sometimes he doesn't perform miracles, and sometimes the miracle he does, he doesn't answer the way I think he's going to answer the miracle. Yeah. We, uh, last night at our uh, discipleship training, uh, Pastor Stephen, he was talking about doubt. Uh, that's kind of the series we're going through, and how it's okay to doubt. You should, you should question things, as long, and as long as you weigh them against the Bible. And he, he said something, and, and you'd, you'd think as a pastor, you, you'd think we'd know all the answers, you know, but you're always learning. And he kind of said something, and I've heard it a hundred times, but it finally sunk in. He was like, and he's like, honestly, he's like, we don't need to know everything about God. And he's like, we never will. He's like, we're going to end up in heaven, and we're still not going to know everything about God. Because we don't have to. We don't need to. He's like, God gives us everything that we need. And so for those listening... Yeah, ask those questions. Those are important questions to ask. Yeah. Absolutely. They will help build your faith. But also, just be prepared that you might not, A, you might not get the answer you're looking for. Yeah. B, God doesn't have to tell you, right? Because he has proven himself worthy and faithful millions of other times throughout history. Yeah. You know, and it's not saying that your problem is less important or less valuable or whatever than somebody else's. Yeah. Right. It's just that God has a specific way of doing things and we will never fathom yeah. what that is. And no matter what the outcome is, we still have to trust him. Yes. We have to have to believe that he's a good and loving God. You know, here we are kind of stuck in this finite, finite moment. Right. Of whatever years that we live. Yep. And God is not limited to that. He's not limited to this time and this condition and this whatever 80 years or 90 or 100 years that you may even live. Yep. He was he was has always existed from the beginning and always will exist. And so the, the mentality and everything that goes on in the wisdom of God is seen just so differently. <clears throat> and sometimes to be able to operate that in that sometimes can be a difficult, a difficult thing. So someone once said something to me and when it had to do with the miracles. And they said, there are fewer in the Bible than you might think. And there are more, there are more miracles that happen today than you know. You know, because people say, well, there's all these miracles that took place in the Bible. And they were, but a lot of times the, the miracles that we hear of, the book of Acts, let's just say, well, it happened over a, a number of decades. And they highlight yeah. those miracles. And the, the thought is, oh, these miracles just happen. Every day there was a miracle happening, taking place. Well, it really wasn't the case, right? Plus the fact that there are a number of wonderful things that happen and I see God do in people's lives that I can't explain. And... And many times we don't know about them. Many times we don't report them, and that. So, so I think that the miraculous is more prevalent than what we might Absolutely. think. And that was going to be my one of the things that I had brought up too is like God is always moving. He is always operating. He is always doing good. It boils down to us not recognizing and seeing the things and responding to the things that God is doing. I, that's, that's what it is because God's proven himself to be good. We know he's good. It falls on us then to recognize that, to be reciprocal of those things that is happening. And I think that's honestly where we fall short as Christians too, is we get so caught up in our own little life that we forget that there's a massive world out there where God is doing things and moving and constantly like doing good things. Yeah. Right. And so it's, we can't be so caught up in our own little world and, and expect God to constantly be performing miracles in our own world because reality is he's performing them all over the world and we have to be willing to 
you know, like to recognize that. Yeah. I would imagine, imagine a world where God did every miracle you asked him to do. I don't want to, I, I honestly don't want to imagine that world because like then there would realistically like we, nobody would learn anything. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be much growth. Yeah. You know, like I think of like some of the things that have happened in my life, like the terrible passing of a friend and, and stuff like that. And, and it sucks and it's terrible and it hurts. Yeah. But I've come out of those stronger yeah. and my relationship with God is even stronger. And I don't want to take that away. Yeah. And when he's working on my life, he's working on your life and our lives intertwine somehow in, in some way. Yeah. So like if, if, if every time I prayed, that the Boston Bruins would would win a hockey game, and you know someone who's an Edmonton Oilers fan, let's say, is praying that that every game that Edmonton Oilers has that they win, there's going to be a time when <laughs> somebody's going to Boston gonna lose. will play play Edmonton, yeah. and so I guess that's that's kind of a not no, a really strong example, but the fact that as God is working in my life, He's also working in the lives of other individuals and. And God, in His wisdom, is working. And I'll say this: it may seem strange to say this, but you draw close to God and you thank God for the miracles. And sometimes, when the miracles happen, those are the times that you go back to when things are tough. I know that God can move, and I know that He can hear me because at that time in my life, I was looking for a miracle, and God showed up. Yeah, absolutely. And those are important times. But I think the times that you draw closer to Jesus is when you pray God for a miracle and God doesn't do the miracle and you say, I'm going to serve him anyways. I'm going to give him my whole life anyways. And there's a level of intimacy that is created in those times because God sees that despite the fact that things have not gone your way, you are still going to serve him. And there is a huge level of intimacy and maturity that happens when God doesn't perform the miracle than when he does. And so for me... I'm just going to tell personal time because that nails exactly like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this story. So uh, best friends, class and family. I've talked to them about them before. It's awesome. Their son, Julian, had leukemia as a twin brother. He died. I think he was like 10. Terrible, right? Battles leukemia for the day he's born. You know, I, he was in remission for a while and everybody, you know, it's a miracle from God. Yes. He comes back and then he dies. You know, and I'm like 12. Okay. Maybe 13. Like, I'm still in like junior high. And I'm at the funeral and I'm trying not to cry, right? Because I had been praying and praying and praying because I was such a new Christian at the time. I've been praying, God, please don't take him away. Please don't take him away. Like, I, you know, praying for a miracle because you see it in the Bible. You see these things happening. And I mean, obviously, he passed away. And it was in that moment, I was. Rem- I, I will always remember this moment because it is ingrained in my brain. Like, I'm sitting at Calvert Temple, Brandon, because that's where the, the thing was, and they used to have these big banners across the room. Okay. And they had, like, just sayings on them. Yes, I remember those days. Yeah, and they were beautiful banners, and I remember, like, just sitting there so nervous and crying and just, like, upset. And I kept looking up, and I see this blue banner with a gold trim, and it said, uh, Jesus loves you, God is with you. And that was the biggest, best reassuring thing ever for me, because even though my miracle didn't happen, even though that he passed away and everything like that, I still learned 
through that. Like God told me and I went to youth and my relationship with God got even stronger. I it like if it wasn't for that banner, if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't be here. I honestly would have I, I can probably say I would not be here because I would have left the church. I would have been like, I'm going to this church and I'm praying and I'm going to youth and I'm doing all these things. And the Bible says that when we pray for a miracle and we ask for it, it will happen. And if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, it can move mountains and you play this comparison game all the time. And it didn't happen. But just like you said, it's it's in those moments where it doesn't happen that your relationship with Jesus grows even stronger. Yeah. And that's yeah. what happened. And now I have this like amazing foundation yeah. built it's, it's on true. That. It's kind of like the story with Charles Spurgeon and he visits a guy's farm and and there's a yeah. weather vane on there blowing around. Yes. And the weather vane is saying God is love. And Spurgeon says to the farmer, he says, So so what does that mean? So does that mean that God's love is just kind of blows around like the wind in different directions? And uh, the farmer said, no, it basically means that no matter which way the wind blows, God is love. And there are times when it is blowing in your direction and everything is going well and you just thank God for those times and you rejoice in those times. And if and when and on those occasions where God does the the miraculously, you worship him. But there are also those times when you're like Job where it says, and I'm not too sure, maybe it was, wasn't was Job that said this, maybe it was one of, one of the other prophets, says, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. That was kind of a... Sounds like Job. It's, it's, yeah, better, we better double check that one. But anyways, that's, the, that's kind of an important, an important thing to understand as we go, as we go ahead with, with those type of things. So, so you might, you might be here and you're, you're going through one of those times. One of the things that I thought, if I could add this yeah, at this time, is that when I take a look at the Bible, I have to read what the Bible says. I cannot sit there and say, this is how I feel. This is the emotions that I'm going through. And I'm going to interpret the Bible based on the emotions that I feel. That is a terrible way to interpret the scriptures. You let the scriptures say what they say. And then, and then from there, you check out the context and everything, exactly what God is saying. And then from there, the feelings and everything may, may reinforce or, or go against them. But I have to be true to what the Word of God says. And my, yes. my faith has to be operating based on what God tells me to do. So in the book of James, when it talks about you know, people believing in a miracle, if any among you are sick, let them call upon the elders of the church and let them pray, anoint him with oil, pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And, and right there it says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has yeah. committed any sins, they'll be forgiven him. Forgiven. Like, now, we could go deeply into that, and there's a few things that we, we there would be, you know, we'd say, oh, what does that have to do with? But basically, that is saying, you pray for people to be healed, and God will do the healing. You leave that up to God. Yeah. Right? And so Scripture has told me to do that. And so as a pastor, I will continue to pray for people no matter what situation, if they are at stage yeah. four or they are at stage one or whatever, whether it is a it is a, a rare condition that I've never seen anybody healed or anything. My job as a pastor and you as a person who passionately follows Jesus is to pray for God to heal them. Yes. And if it doesn't happen that way, I have to figure out that God is is doing something. The last thing I want to do, though, is not see a miracle because I haven't prayed and believed God. Right. If I pray and I believe for God to move and I continually operate in that, then um, then if something else happens, I have to believe 
that I did everything in my power to exert faith and to exercise faith for God to heal or for a miracle to happen. And if it doesn't, then I'm thinking that God has something greater planned. We don't know. We don't know why no. why God allows those things take place. Was it was it King Hezekiah that prayed for healing and it, and God gave him fourteen more years, and then and then after fourteen years it seemed like he turned his heart away from God, and he, and you begin to ask yourself, well, it probably would have been better for him to go be with with the Lord uh, when he was when he was actually serving God. I don't know. There's a bunch of cases in Scripture where we talk about these things. Those are, those are interesting things that we do. I just don't know what God is doing. He has told me to believe and exercise faith. And God many times does miracles based on my faith, and many times he does miracles based on the faith of the, in, the other individual that I'm praying for. Right? So this might be a trick question then. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know there are people thinking this. How much faith do you have to have? In terms of like, right? It's hard, like... I guess how much faith do you have to have? Because like if you're genuinely praying for somebody, but the recipient isn't a Christian and they don't believe, no. does that nullify the, the the miracle? Not necessarily. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that whole operates. I just all all of a sudden there's times where I pray for people and they've had more faith uh, for healing. Or, you know, I, I hate to confine the miraculous yeah. to healing. Yes, I agree. But, I, there's so much more to to miracles yes. than healing, right? I just I know that, like, as a teenager, especially when we started talking, when we talked about this stuff, it really stuck out to me of, like, the idea of, like, well, how much faith do I have to have? Is it, like, you know, I think of, like, a, you know, a vending machine, you know? It's, like, do I have to put in three quarters of faith to get this thing, you know? Like, to me, it seemed almost transactional. Yeah. And I know it's not. Obviously, I know that now. But I think it, when we, when we, you know, it's just difficult because... The Bible says, like, faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains, which proves that we can have miracles and all these things. And a mustard seed is, like, microscopic almost. But in terms of your life, what does that mean? How do you actually have faith the size of a mustard seed, you know? Yeah. Like, how, like it, it's so and bold. There are a number of things that I think come into play at that time. I think some people just have a capacity to be able to pray for sick people, sick people and for them to be healed. You know, it's kind of like that person who had a gift of healings. You know, now that doesn't mean that every time that person prays for people, they get healed. It's just that somehow God has allowed that person to have that gifting in their life, mm-hmm. right? And and there are certain times that God just shows up. I, again, everyone in the room can have faith, and God may have something else in there. Exactly. God's not God's not going to be put in a box. Yes. He never has, never will. And and we are so limited in our understanding of God, and we are so limited in our finite thinking. That we think we can figure it out, but maybe we can't. And so you might be able to say, I'm not happy with that answer. And I'm saying, in some respects, I'm not either. Because there's been a lot of things that I've seen. There's been a lot of questions that I've had. There's been times where I've been angry with God. That that why wouldn't, if you were a God of miracles, why wouldn't you operate in this way? Absolutely. And yeah, we're never going to have the answer to that. You know? Like... As pastors, we're just not, right? Even as fellow Christians and everything like that, you know, even before I was like a pastor and stuff like that, just being the only Christian around my friends and and all that, they constantly asked me that. They were like, well, Logan, if you serve this loving and good God, why does he allow pedophiles or, you know, all these things? And they always play the comparison game. And I'm like, 
like, I don't have all the answers and I'm never going to. No Christian will ever have all the answers. Yeah. Right. And as, and I was like, you're focusing way, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Right. Like it's like, you're purposely trying to focus on the bad thing instead of recognizing the good things that God has done, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you get into that, the whole issue of the problem of evil. Why does God allow these things to happen and take place? And, and we talked about that last week. We actually. talked that about that, about the fact that, you know, there's natural consequences that happen when sin comes into the world. Yeah. And those things don't necessarily, they, you may not, you may be a victim of someone else's sin. There are those repercussions in it. And then over years and centuries, those things are allowed to ferment and to, and to just draw even deeper and deeper. So, boy, it's, it gets to be a tough situation. And some things we're not going to be able to explain well enough for people. And, but now, and having said that, I've seen a lot of miracles. Absolutely. I've seen where God, where God has intervened, and I've seen when, when God has done just those small miracles, and I've learned to celebrate those small miracles where God just kind of gives us something to encourage us and um, for us to be able to just, you know, just reminders, reminders that, yeah, I, I am who I, I say that I am. Absolutely. And so you you might be here and I you or might be listening and you might be discouraged. Let me just encourage you. I think miraculous happens more in your life than than you think you just maybe need to look a little bit closer at certain things that that have taken place in your life. So you know? how do we respond to miracles then in, in the sense of like, a, what do you do when it doesn't happen? B, what do you do when it does? Okay. Are you asking me those questions? Yeah. Are you I, I, it's more question? of like a bull question. Cause I kind of have an answer too, but it's the idea of like, I mean, first of all, I'm thankful when a miracle happens, one of the first things I always do is I pray and I say, thank you, God, for like yeah. a miracle. I try to acknowledge it. But the other thing is I'll tell people about it and not in like a bragging way. I don't go and be like, wow, God was so good and he healed me and all this stuff. It's not like that. It's like, no, it's like, guys, this is amazing. You see what God did? And I'm like excited and I'm energetic and I wanted to share it and shout it on the rooftops that like, you know, that this happened because I think they're inspiring and in awe. Right, and I want to share that with people. Yeah, and one of the reasons that God does miracles is to show, yeah, His power and His glory. And if and if we never share that, then it, word doesn't get around. It's void. Yeah, and there's something about a story, an mm. experience. You know that whole that whole thought: a person with a, an experience will never be at the mercy of a person with an argument. And so that becomes an important thing. As far as where I am at in, in this scenario. I will always believe in the miracles because I believe that the God that I serve is all-powerful and also all-loving, that God wants to do good things for his people. Absolutely. But I've also come to the realization that he works out all things good. And sometimes I think what I think is good and what God allows to happen as being something which ultimately be, will be for my good, two totally different things. Like God's goal for me is not that I will die healthy and safely and and trouble free but the goals that god has for me in my life are eternal goals that go on for all of eternity and and many of that is just kind of built into the the miracle or built into the character that happens in me when i don't see god move exactly the way he wants yeah right that doesn't mean i'm not disappointed doesn't mean there aren't those times where, where god and i have a, a long conversation you know, 
So <clears throat> I guess that would be the way the way I explain this. But every time every time someone comes to me and says, I'm believing God for a miracle, can you pray for me? Absolutely. And I will believe in as much faith I can conjure up that, that will, will God will move. If there's someone who comes to the altar and I pray for them, I am praying in, in all faith. And if and there could be a person who is sick and they could have, you know, one foot in the grave and the other foot on the banana peel, right? And I will be praying for healing until the very end. Yeah, absolutely. Just based on the fact that I believe and have seen God do miraculous things in that way. Yeah, and I think for those listening too, don't there's a gift of perseverance too. Right? Like there is a spiritual thing of perseverance. And I think sometimes maybe we give up too easy. Yeah. In that, like, you know, it's like we pray once for a miracle and it doesn't happen, or we pray once for healing and then nothing happens. And they're like, okay, and we just move on. Right? Like, it's like, do you really care then? You know, like, I have to wonder. And, and, I'm, and I'm questioning this even in myself sometimes too. When I was like, especially like a young, young leader in ministry, like, I'd pray for a student and nothing would happen. And then I was like, uh, and you have to have an awkward conversation with them and then they'll walk away and then it's like really weird, you know, but it's like, what if I just like prayed a little more? What if I tried again? What if I actually like, cause part of me, it gives me a heart check. Do I really want this to happen? Because it's like, if I'm not willing to take that extra step and pray again and do more, is it, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I think there's a bit of a perseverance factor to this idea of like miracles in that like we can we should expect it on the first time, but when it doesn't happen, be ready to keep praying. Yeah, the Bible tells us to hound God. Yeah, hound God for prayer. Don't don't think that you're you're interrupting God. He wants you to continually come to Him. Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." Yeah, like well, it's or the the story Jesus tells about the unjust judge and the yeah. and the widow, and she just keeps hounding him, and he says, even though he doesn't care about God or anything, he's gonna. He's going to answer her based on the fact that she's just persistent. And well, yeah. David in the Psalms, right? He was constantly crying out to God and seeking him, you know, and pouring out his heart and all these things. It's not something we should take lightly. I think that's also kind of what I'm getting at, right? We don't kind of pray lightly. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something we take, you know, we kind of dance around on our tippy toes and stuff like that. It's like, no, you're praying for somebody. Get up there, lay hands and pray. Yeah. You know, like, pr- like put your heart into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm not saying that th- there, that's a parameter to make a miracle happen, right? Because then that's putting God in a box, right? And we can't do that. God moves when God moves, but if we just give up and it doesn't happen in the first minute that you pray, it's like, well, did you? I, I, I question the motive of the person. Yeah, I can certainly, I can certainly understand that as well. That, that uh, we end up being like, remember that game, that. That game, Nikki Nine Door. I, we used to call it. You know, when you knocked on someone's door and you ran oh, away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding dong ditch is what we call ding it. Ding dong yeah. ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. That sometimes our prayer life is such, huh? <laughs> that we go and and we knock on the door, and by the time God answers, we've already kind of left, mm. right? And so, and so, I certainly, obviously, prayer is a big part of it, and our hearts are a big part of it in in the whole process, and we do need to persevere in prayer. And we do need to understand that God is making something out of me in the process, yeah, right? Absolutely. Sometimes the miracle is so, so close to our heart that that is not 
a consolation. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I'm, there's been many times where I've been in the, in the hospital with somebody uh, watching them beside their spouse who is dying and, and I'm just, my heart is going out to him and I don't understand. And, and the other times I've seen God, I've seen God move. All, all I can say to you is that I think the Bible tells us to continue to trust in him no matter what the outcome is and that God is doing miracles. It's just that some of them we just don't understand. We don't, you, we're, you're yes. up against, you're up against the creator of the universe. There's not, I shouldn't say you're up against. This is, this is, you're dealing with all powerful, unchanging, eternal, yeah. omnipresent I know God, what you mean. Who we kind of stand in awe of and. And in his kindness, he intervenes in our life, and he's always outside of the box. And he created nature and, and all those natural laws, but he is not independent, or he's not uh, limited to those things himself. And so I just continue to love him, and I continue to trust him in the miracle. And, and in the times when I don't, I rejoice in the miracle, and I should be saying when he's doing the miracle, because when he does it, usually he's trying to glorify himself or reveal himself to me. Yeah, and to others. Yes. And I think the other thing, too, is sometimes the miracle is right in front of you, and we just choose not to recognize it because it's not what we wanted. Yes. That, I think, is, like, really important. I think a lot of the time when a miracle happens or doesn't happen, and it, you know what I mean? Like, it, the miracle happens, but it's not what you're expecting. It's almost like, well, right? I think a lot of the time it happens in, like, heart checks with people. Yes. You know, where like attitude changes and like these drastic like changes yeah. in people, you know, where it's like their spouse might die and they're praying and praying and praying and, and all these things. And then the person they love the most dies. And but then after that, they find God. And it's like that's a miracle in and of itself in that. Yeah, something terrible had to happen, but it is a complete natural, like a complete shift in who that person is and how they see the world. And it's like that's a miracle. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes we just choose not to recognize the miracle in front of us because it's not the one we wanted. Yeah. And then like, and I think that's really sad because I've honestly got, I am trying in my prayer life now to stop praying for like specific things. Not that, not that like I'll still pray for healing or like wisdom and discernment and things like that. But when it comes to like certain situations, I'm not like trying to pray for like a specific outcome necessarily. Because it's like, A, I just don't want to be disappointed. But B, I think it's more the idea that, like, we don't actually know the fix that this person needs. Yeah. Right? We should just be praying that God intervenes yeah. and reveals himself to that person. Yeah. It's kind of like what Corey Tenboon, and maybe you don't know who Corey Tenboon is. She was a, just a very godly lady who lived during the Holocaust. Holocaust. She was a Jewish lady who survived the Holocaust. And she said, she said one time, I've learned to hold all things loosely. And basically what she's meaning is, you know, I, there's no guarantee of things in this life and, you know, I'm wanting this and you hold on to things. And sometimes the big, the biggest <laughs> levels of bitterness and anger towards God come due to the fact that we just can't allow God and hand things over to God. Sometimes it's, you know, that's the thing that says, oh, I, I refuse, I refuse to hand that over. And some of those things are the most important things to us. You know, again, again, I don't want to be 
coming across like the, it's it's one of those things where I can't give you a bad answer. And it's one of those things yeah. where my heart does not go out to a whole bunch of people who are looking for the miracle. You know what, though, I do know of one person uh, that had cancer and she had a couple of, of children and her children were very young when when she had cancer. And so we uh, we had a discussion uh, with her. And uh, so we're going to be talking at our next podcast yep. with her. And uh, she's going to kind of share about where her heart was at and what was going on in her family and and her journey. And so if if that interests you, I, I encourage you to you know invite a friend, maybe listen to that podcast that Absolutely. we get into. Yeah, so yeah. part two, we're going to actually live interview somebody who has like experienced like one of the greatest miracles ever I think a person could really go through, like being cured from cancer and you know all these things, and yeah. everything that happened. And so um, you're going to want to listen to that. Uh, next episode and in the meantime if you are listening and something has piqued your interest and you need to ask a question please ask it now so that we can address it at the next yes the next exactly scene. and the other thing is this you may have had a miracle that's taken place that you have that you've had and maybe you never glorified god through it send us an email not your chance and we can sit there and say, here, this person wrote in, and they talked about how God had healed them or something happened, they didn't have enough money, and God supernaturally uh, worked to move. The church that I grew up in, they had a, they didn't know how to make the payment for the church. It was kind of in the 1920s, 1930s, and the pastor went out to pray, and uh, he said, I felt somebody put something in my pocket, turned around, and nobody was there, and it was the rent money. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's a rational, unexplained thing. Yep. And that miracle happened all the time. Yes. Those, those type of things take place all the time, and sometimes we don't ha- hear them. So if you have a miracle, hey, yeah, make sure that you, you email it to us. We can at least, hey, report it as we do this podcast. Yeah, we want to, next episode, we want to celebrate the miracles yeah. that God has done. And so if you have one, please email forgiven at bethelbrandon.ca. Leave it in your review uh, email the church, go to our website. There's so many ways that you can connect with us. We want to honor these miracles. We want to share what God has done because that's like part of like miracles is honoring that. And if you need prayer, if you have anything that's going on, if you need a miracle in your life, let us know. Yeah. Right? Like we want to help you. This isn't a one-sided conversation. Yeah, so even as you were you're talking and and mentioning that i kind of felt that kind of a, a nudge inside of me uh, to just pray for a miracle now for I someone agree. who might be listening this might be a god moment for you and we'll agree along with you and even if we don't know what the miracle that is that you're seeking out then we can certainly agree with you and, and just pray that god will move and reveal himself to you and that uh, wonderful things will happen yeah let's right? see that okay so father we just pray in jesus name as we talk about miracles that you will just Reveal your heart to people. And Lord, we thank you for the times where you have done miracles in our lives and uh, maybe we haven't uh, given you the glory for it. And I just thank you, Lord, for, for the miracles that have happened financially in my life and the miracles that have happened physically in my life and, and the miracles that have happened just in you directing me and my life. And, and I know that you do that in other people's lives. And so I just pray for that one or two people who might be here and they are suffering, going through a difficult time, believing God for healing in their own life or for a miracle in their own life. And we pray in Jesus' name. Logan and I, we just agree together in Jesus' name that uh, you will move, that, Lord, you will do the miraculous, and that, Lord, 
you will do it in such a way that it will undeniably be you and Lord that will lead that person father to a deeper walk with you and Lord many times you do the miracle because you just want to remind people that you are the all-powerful God and so we just pray that you do that and bless every person who listens to this podcast we pray in Jesus name Amen. 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 Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully we're being a help, and hopefully we're kind of moving you along the line slowly. So, absolutely. So uh, let us know how we can help. Stay tuned for next episode. We're going to have some... You know what? Maybe we could schedule more than one live comment. Well, maybe. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So if you if you ask something that interests you, please send us an email. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. So uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you share this episode around. And... Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. God have bless. A gr- have a great day.